Hello, Matthew. My name is Christian Cardo-Samard. I'm president and CEO of Adventist Mining Corporation. Adventist TSXV listed about 100 million market cap, developing the Eldomo Copper Gold VMS project. We're currently in detail engineering. Uh, we're about seven to nine months away from the start of full-scale construction. We've put together project financing, and we believe we are years ahead of the pack in terms of the next Greenfields Copper Development Project into construction. Good. You're the kind of company I want to be speaking to. Hey, um, we saw the um, recent announcement by the that the president of Ecuador had, had signed a pre-legislative uh, consultation decree. I'm not sure everyone actually understood what that meant. I think it's positive because you've gone and drawn down some more money. So maybe start off with what the decree means and then why you feel quite positive about it. Yeah, the, the last uh, two mines, the only two major mines in production in Ecuador are the Mirador Copper Mine and Frugal Norte. So when those projects got permitted, their consultation process was government went to local communities, presented the environmental impact assessment, uh, and then left and put a rubber and the president put a rubber stamp on on the ESA. There was no form of consultation. Since those projects got permitted and put in production, the Constitutional Court in Ecuador has had some outcomes which require the consultation process to be more robust. And so the government here, the president just signed this decree, uh, is starting to put into law what that new process looks like. And so that decree signed a a week or so ago, sets the, the, the path for that new consultation process. It's not too much more involved, but it is more involved, and there's an element of the community being able to uh, provide some feedback on the technical elements of, of the project. We've been waiting for that to put out this release and, and officially state that the second part of our ESIA permitting process has kicked off, and there's a, a loose timing around this consultation process, which we've, we've indicated as seven to nine months. It's non-binding. Uh, and because this is now signed, we it's given us the confidence to take our early deposit from Wheaton Precious Metals today of $13 million to fund the, the final detail engineering and pre-construction works before full-scale construction. Right. Okay. I need to understand this because I think it's really important that um, this isn't a case of... I want to understand how... This document makes you feel confident, but the government is under no obligation to to do what? I mean, I, I, where's, where's the kind of security for, for, for you in this, other than this is the most positive that the government move that the government has made in the past sort of 18 to 24 months? So Adventist Mining uh, is taking a risk here by advancing this project through uncertain times, through detail engineering, bringing on the construction team, all that good stuff. Uh, we're taking a risk here by taking this Wheaton money now uh, without certainty of when our final environmental permit is going to come in. But we feel very confident the environmental permit will come in in the next 18 months. We think it's going to be the next seven to nine months. If it's delayed, we think it's still within that 18 months. And we're taking a bet uh, on the copper price and a positioning of our project. Um, without this decree signed, uh, by the president, and it was on the desk of the president since earlier in the summer, the entire uh, country was paralyzed from a development perspective. This is not a decree only for the mining sector. It's a decree that covers any industrial project 
Uh, it could be a community wanting a water treatment plant uh, for their, to, to give potable water to their citizens. It could be an oil and gas installation, it could be a mining installation, it could be a hydroelectric power plant. Anything that required an environmental permit is tied to this uh, recent decree. And so since the summer, the country has been paralyzed from that development perspective. Now we finally are starting the, the clock, starting the process on, on getting these consultations going. So the length of time, the, the length of time is going to take is only prescribed from the government. We're taking that risk. Right. Okay. But then so, so will everyone else have to do that um, because this is, this, this is like someone who's got frightened of height. The president is like somebody's frightened of height. So when you take a step forward to the edge, edge, edge of the cliff for, you know, doing your bungee jump, because he's been extremely nervous and reticent to sign this. But has the country been sort of paralyzed? Has there been a sort of like log jam building up here where he's been forced into doing this? I mean, what, 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 what's he nervous of? Is there like a massive environmental pressure groups um, affecting his decision-making? No, I, I don't think it has anything to do with any specific industry or uh, a specific project. Um, President Lasso got elected uh, with a very fractured government. And so he has had to learn how to govern through uh, a polarized um, assembly. Uh, there were protests in June from the Indigenous, uh, which also challenged his power. And so since June, he's had to navigate that, navigate dealing with the Indigenous, uh, making sure that uh, their policies that work for multiple parties that have different uh, views. So I would say the politics of the country have trumped, in a way, the, the business of the country. And uh, as the fall has, has come around, uh, there have been resolutions to some of these differences and some of these issues with parties. And so uh, Lasso feels more confident to move forward with some of these decrees. Not only our consultation decree, there was also a referendum decree being signed covering various popular aspects of, of, of the country. So businesses, I guess you could say business is returning to government and to the president but it's taken five to six months to work through. And as a result, our permits have been delayed by five to six months. Okay, well, that, that's good news. Okay, well, there, there's a whole bunch of what ifs in here. Okay, so you, you, you've kind of got the money side of things nailed down, which was a, you know, conversations we, we've, we've had in the past and the project itself, you know, in terms of, you know, 5% copper equivalent and 14 year life of mine and whatever it was, 120, 130 um, ASIC numbers. You know, you've kind of managed the business of, you know, advancing your business, this permitting issue, let's say that happens. Let's say that, that that works out for you. Why do you kind of position yourself as significantly advanced compared to, you know, other kind of copper developers in, you know, that people have got option of looking at? I mean, what, what, what's, so, what's so great about your company? Well, the, the thing that stands out the most is uh, all the things you mentioned, low ASIC, high grades, quick payback, all of that has resulted in uh, us being able to finance our project uh, years before the, the start of construction, or at least a year before the start of construction, on unreasonable terms. Most copper projects, as you know, are porphyry projects, cost billions of dollars. Junior developers have no chance of arranging the money. A uh, bunch of our VMS peers 
uh, might have four or five hundred million dollar price tags more challenging. Ours is only a two hundred and fifty million dollar price tag. So we've been able to arrange the money and by arranging the money also stay aggressive on the pre-construction timeline, which is a heavy amount of building the construction team, which we've done. I, I don't think many of our investors realize how good of a construction team uh, we've been able to put together, but also advance the detailed engineering phase. So we expect to be 60 to 100% done detailed engineering, depending on the aspect of the project, before we break down, break ground, which is going to significantly de-risk the construction efforts and also any cost creep uh, during construction. So most companies, most juniors will wait for their permit to come in place to then arrange financing to then do detail engineering. We've been doing everything almost in parallel. And as a result of that, having financing, having a construction team, doing permitting in parallel and detail engineering, we have created a significant head start over our peers, call it, who, you know, if you want to point to certain peers, are probably just in the feasibility study stage, let alone everything else I mentioned. Right, okay. So and I've got to ask this because, you know, companies uh, where you are, who have been through, you know, done the economic study phase have been just hit long and hard by inflation, um, supply chain issues and the, 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 the all the other difficulties you mentioned around, you know, in, in permits and environments, uh, environmental studies, et cetera. What... Are you, are you confident around pricing at, at, at the moment? Because I think what you've got to do is kind of... Um, you kind of got to get, deliver some kind of good news into the marketplace. If I okay, look at you now, you, you you probably the stocks sort of where it was, you know, April twenty twenty, right? So you know we're we're two and a half years later. Despite advancing your 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 company, despite doing all the things you do in terms of building building teams and you know and and and, and getting raising the money, etc., the the market's not valuing you at the moment. So how do you change that? So uh, I think the main questions from investors are. Uh, around permits. So we, we addressed a little bit of that and we've just started the momentum, not only on the uh, governmental decree here, but also the investment uh, protection agreement that I'm sure we'll talk about later on. Some of the secondary permits are gonna be announced here, approved in, in short order. So I think that's giving confidence to some shareholders and the stock has doubled here over the last month. The other part of it is, uh, is as you say, what is the final capital cost? Uh, how much more money do we potentially need to raise to put this in production? One of the outcomes of a paralyzed country not building anything is that there's very little inflation. And Lundin Gold, uh, in her latest quarterly, talked about this. There's a reason why Lundin Gold's ASIC costs have not moved at all and are the lowest 10% in the world because they're not seeing a lot of inflation. When we uh, quoted... Uh, when we got quotes to, for the feasibility study for our capital items, we had an Ecuadorian group, in most cases two or three, for every significant aspect of the project. So there's a lot of captive knowledge and labor in Ecuador ready to go on a project like us. Our biggest item for the project is our mining contractor and mining fleet. We didn't go with an Ecuadorian group there. Uh, we went with a group called Stracon, very well-respected group out of uh, Peru. They they did Constancia, Cobra Panama, Shawindo, etc. They have our entire entire mining fleet sitting in yards in Peru, ready to go on our project. So, 
in terms of long lead items or getting that up to speed so we can fit our, our, our timeline, we're in very good shape. So it's a mix of low inflation, long lead items, i.e. mining equipment ready to go, uh, small project, uh, significant infrastructure. And as we move forward to the final control budget in April of next year, we're starting to get some pricing power uh, as a company because the, the projects in the queue in Latin America in particular have completely dried up over the next few years. We've now become a very important project to pick your, pick your name contractor and prices are starting to drop as well. Okay. Well, I, I'm sort of sort of intrigued. And if I look at your um, shareholder register, I mean, it's like, what, 19, 20% retail. So in terms of the kind of more emotional decision, uh, you know, in trading, should we call it, um, it, it's not a big portion of, of your share register. The institutional guys are in this for the long term and they're into it for, for the, the co- copper um, thematic, um, clearly. But, but even they must be asking you about, timing about your confidence with regards to the Ecuadorian um, government and their kind of commitment to mining. And you, you said pretty much the same thing you said today to them, have you? Uh, absolutely. The government has decided that our project's the next one to get built and they have thrown all their resources to help us get there. Well, well tell, tell me about that. That's a, that's a big statement, right? Tell me about that. They've decided yours is the next one to get built and they've thrown resources at it. But the permitting process is, is take there's no shortcuts there's no favors being done here so what what have they said or what can you share with us to, to give us the same level of um, confidence that you have that they they want you to get into production well I, I don't think there's any uh surprise that we would be top of the pack with having the financing in place and, and the, the teams etc and our, our relationship with the government um but i can tell you when it comes to some of the secondary permits uh, the government is in constant contact with us and moving those permits forward on a daily basis. When it comes to security for a project, they're you know, vouching their security forces to, to help us through construction. The biggest thing, though, uh, I would say is this investment protection agreement. So this is a very strong uh, agreement uh, globally. Uh, and what it does is it protects our historical and future investments with Ecuador's balance sheet. In the history of Ecuador, only two projects have had such an agreement signed in the mining business, and both are in production, Fertile Norte and Mirador. So we're the third one. Uh, what does that mean for the government? They believe that this project will pass, will pass all the environmental tests will receive all of the permits, will receive the support of all levels of, of government and will get built. Um, and that's, that's, a, that, that's a, a big uh, chunk of money that they're betting on this project. Okay. We, you've, you've, talked, you've used the word betting a, a lot in this conversation. And I know you're betting you'll get it over the, over the, over the line. When do you think the market's going to give you credit? Are you going to sort of throw the sound curve at me here, or, or is it a bit more simple than that? The question is, what is, what is truly the trough of the sound curve? Is it halfway through construction, or is it through this no man's land of permitting? Uh, I, I don't think we'll see the 28 cents a share we saw last month again, because the, the, the momentum on the permits is really starting to build. I mentioned this decree, the Investment Protection Agreement, 
we got four secondary permits we need to start construction. We expect two of those four water-related to come in over the next uh, few months. Uh, and then you're going to start getting some more of these major contracts in place for the project, leading to that control budget in April or May of next year. But basically, the, the momentum has really started. Uh, and with more of these secondary permits coming in, I think people will get confident that this thing really can start construction in a big way this summer. Right. And, and what, what do you do about your partner Salazar and all of this? And I know they have not had a good, good time of it and they kind of, you know, try, try to track you, but I'm not sure they're even managing to do that at the moment. Is, have you got options there to, to take more of a, from, from them? The Salazars have been great partners to us. Uh, communication is great. Um, we, we've become friends with them. So it's an open book uh, with them. Uh, over the last uh, five years of our joint venture relationship, there are times where on a ARB basis, they've been more expensive and us cheaper and vice versa. So we were uh, much cheaper, I would say, going into uh, October. Now we're probably a little bit more expensive or kind of along along lines with them. Our agreements are in good standing. I'm happy with them. Uh, you know, in due course, it probably makes sense to consolidate uh, the ownership of the project for lots of reasons. Um, but there's no rush. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out in due course. Okay. Well, Christian, I appreciate you coming on and updating us um, and, and mostly really kind of reinforcing the kind of importance of that um, pre-legislative consultation decree i think it's possibly bigger than most people realize so um good luck with the with the rest of the things that you've got to deliver uh and we'll see you in 2023 thank you matthew